Welcome to Weekly Homilies. Each week we present a homily by Father Mark Suslenko, pastor of the community of Saints Isidore and Maria in beautiful Glastonbury, Connecticut. These are introduced by myself, Jonathan Sozek, director of our community's Faith Formation Office. For more about Father Mark and the life of our community, please head over to isadoreandmaria.org. Today, we present Season 1, Episode 24 of this podcast. We will hear Father Mark's homily from August 26, 2018, the 21st Sunday in Ordinary Time in Year B. The Gospel for this week is John chapter 6, verses 60 through 69. Let us listen now to that reading, then hear Father Mark's response. A reading from the Gospel of John. Many of Jesus' disciples who were listening said, This saying is hard. Who can accept it? Since Jesus knew that his disciples were murmuring about this, he said to them, Does this shock you? What if you were to see the Son of Man ascending to where he was before? It is the Spirit that gives life, while the flesh is of no avail. The words I have spoken to you are spirit and life, but there are some of you who do not believe. Jesus knew from the beginning the ones who would not believe and the one who would betray him. And he said, For this reason I have told you that no one can come to me unless it is granted him by my Father. As a result of this, many of his disciples returned to their former way of life and no longer accompanied him. Jesus then said to the twelve, Do you also want to leave? Simon Peter answered him, Master, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. We have come to believe and are convinced that you are the Holy One of God. The Gospel of the Lord. Is it difficult sometimes to believe in Jesus? If we take the Gospel seriously and the teaching of Christ seriously, the answer to that question is going to be an affirmative yes. It is difficult at times to believe in Jesus. I think the tendency of human beings is to pick and choose what is suitable from the gospel. In a sense, rather than embracing the totality of who Jesus is and what he had to say, we create our own God that is more palatable and reflects more our comfort zone. We easily begin to convince ourselves that Jesus really didn't mean what he said and then move away and live based on what we think he said. In doing so, the gospel becomes something that is more of service to us than we are of the gospel. We have a world and a church that is in conflict and struggling. As we look out at this place in which we find ourselves, do we see there a mirror image of what Jesus spoke of with the kingdom of God? 
I would suspect not. As we look at the totality of Jesus' teachings, especially as we find them in those very beautiful words of the Beatitudes, it is very clear that God's kingdom reflects certain ideals and principles and behaviors. It is very clear that there's absolutely no place for violence, that life has an inherent dignity and is to be respected from the moment of conception to natural death, that there is a special place of importance for the poor and the vulnerable and the weak as the children of God that they are. There's a tall order to live lives of mercy and forgiveness. In fact, he goes so far as to say, you must love your enemies and love the sinner. As people who are called to a life of nonviolence and an embrace of a different way of life, the business we conduct must reflect those ideals of the kingdom of God. The Christian, as a believer in Jesus, sees suffering differently as something to be embraced that can lead us to a deeper spiritual place and align us more with God. And so the question becomes, as we look at the problems that plague us, both in our world and in our church, what role and what place does the true gospel have in speaking to those concerns? Is it really Jesus as he is, the one in whom we believe? Or is that too difficult for us, and we either find ourselves believing in the God we've created, or none at all? As we dialogue with the world... It's our tendency, I believe, to seek purely secular solutions to what we see as secular problems. We rely on our political ideology to process the information and the concerns that are around us. And we treat the gospel as a philosophy or a set of principles and ideas as well. Ideas and principles that can be debated and interchanged and used or set aside, believed or not. But in reality, the gospel stems from an individual, a person, the person of Jesus Christ. Now, it's easy to pick and choose between one ideal or philosophy and another, It's easy to pick and choose between what we think may work and what may not work. But when we meet the person of Jesus, not as an idea or as a philosophy, but as a real incarnate person who is God, it changes things up a bit. And then we're forced to deal with another question. 
Do I accept that person of Christ and all that he represents and speaks of? Or do I return to the former way of doing things, which is safer and a bit more comfortable and familiar? That becomes the challenge. Now, we also know that if we're going to see things with truthful eyes, that not any one of us has the answers to all of the magnitude of our difficulties and problems. It would be ridiculous and overly simplistic to believe so. Nor would it be useful to even think that we could just plug in immediately tomorrow the gospel and it's going to just solve everything around us. That's not practical or reasonable either. But what is practical and reasonable is that in our dialogues and in how we approach not only the problems of our world and our church and ourselves, that we factor in our faith, we factor in our true belief in Jesus Christ, so that God's vision becomes a part of what we dialogue about, speak about, and embrace. And so that as a believing Christian, The gospel is just not one of many options, but the only option for how I bring a dialogue and a perspective to not only my own life, but the life of our world. And so our conversations, our public conversations, are going to be different. Our family conversations are going to be different. As we look out at our everyday lives, how we prioritize those, what we see as important, as not important, necessary and unnecessary, is going to change up and reflect more of the attitude and mind of Christ. That a life of deep and intimate prayer is going to be a huge priority for how I see myself and then present myself to the world. You see, it changes the very core of who we are. And that's what those early disciples found so difficult. You see, it all sounded very good in the beginning. Jesus was a dynamic preacher. He spoke differently than others had spoken. They found themselves enamored, embraced, and accepted, but then realized that it was a difficult teaching to embrace. And they weren't ready to change. And so they left and went back to the ordinary way of doing things. Well, I think we realize now that the ordinary way of doing things is not working. And I think we realize now that there needs to be a different voice in the discussion of all of our difficulties and problems. And it's the voice of Jesus Christ, who had some specific things to say about God's kingdom, what it looks like, and how it is to be achieved. And so having met the person of Christ, and knowing the body of his teachings, we go back into our world this week, a world that is complicated, but one in which we find ourselves, and then we are forced to answer a question. Are we going to embrace, accept, and preach 
the gospel of Jesus Christ, both by word and action? Or are we just going to remain in or return to the former way of doing things? St. Teresa of Calcutta was insistent that the very presence of Christ needs to flow in and through us. That as people see us as people of faith, they, not, they don't see just who we are, but the person of Christ who is alive and active within. And it's that presence that then touches others, transforms and changes things up, and enlightens minds and hearts. Are we courageous enough to take on that task? Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.